with one of the best savings rates in America, banking with Capital One is the easiest decision in the history of decisions. Even easier than choosing Slash to be in your band. Next up for lead guitar. You're in. Cool. <laughs> yep, even easier than that. And with no fees or minimums on checking and savings accounts, is it even a decision? That's banking reimagined. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com slash bank for details. Capital One and a member FDIC. This week at Macy's, find Valentine's Day gifts for all your loves, like fragrance gift sets they'll adore. Plus, take an extra 15% off with your coupon or Macy's card. On top of beautiful jewelry finds, now 35 to 70% off. And 25% off decadent chocolate from Godiva. Macy's Star Rewards members earn on every purchase except gift card services and fees. More at Macy's.com slash Star Rewards. Savings off sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Baltimore sports fans of all ages, welcome to Section 336, Next Generation Baltimore Sports Talk. I am your daily studying host, Matt Soroka. As always, or as usually, I'm joined by the zany Burt Rohde. As usual, as usually, however you want to say it. And the button lover, Josh Soroka. I think it's for the second week in a row. There, there you go. It's how you would do it. Two consecutive weeks, that's the first right, in right. a while. Um. You got Matt. You got quite the uh, little reverb going on in your voice down there. Oh, do I? Yeah. Well, he's in that echoey room in yeah, the outer banks. You're in that echoey basement all by yourself. Yeah, I'm all alone here in the basement in <laughs> Corolla, North Carolina. So, I apologize for the uh, reverberation. I don't can't do anything about it. That's it's all uh, good. Corolla vacation number two for you. This summer. yeah, yeah, yeah. So. We're down here for, I don't know how long, a handful of days, enjoying the sun. Silas loves the pool, swimming like a maniac, watching some O's games, you know. <laughs> Jumping off the deck after watching the O's games. Yeah, I'm, I'm optimistic. Tonight we got John Means going. If we're going to win a game this week, this one's the win, one to win against Kansas City with John Means throwing. But we'll see what happens. I mean, I could take one win a week, okay? As long as it keeps <laughs> us in last place, I'm okay with it. Yeah, I know. I saw. I was watching it was last night. I think that the, uh, that uh, Detroit or two days ago when um, Detroit was winning in the ninth inning against Tampa Bay. I was like, all right, finally Detroit finally won a game, and then they gave up two runs in the ninth and lost the game. I was like, oh man, Detroit, you are so bad. Idiots. Yeah, that, yeah, that was yesterday. That's when both Detroit and the Orioles, like you, look like they were both going to win games. And yeah, they both they both crapped the bed. Yeah, what well, what happened to the Orioles? Uh, Yesterday was insane, um, and the Orioles are coming off another week where you know they just got beat up by by Boston and then New York before that. Um, so yeah, it's, it was a bad week 
for Orioles baseball. And and yesterday they just looked embarrassed. There's times when this team looks bad, and there's other times where they look embarrassing. Right. That was an embarrassing performance uh, yesterday um, by the Orioles. I mean, there was that play that I think sums it all up, where that little, little, a little pop-up landed behind third base, and then they chucked it to the catcher, and it went behind the catcher's head, and another run scored. And it was like watching Church League softball. We've been there. Well, I played in that game before at Church League softball. Yeah, and we've been in that. You know exactly what's going on because it's where suddenly, like, you feel like you can't trust anyone else. So you're trying to make this unbelievable play, and then you can't do it either. So yeah. you're, you're trying to throw the guy out. You're just getting desperate throwing the ball around. But you see the play, I believe it was in the same inning with the uh, – Ball hit to Chris Davis, and he goes to throw it at second base, and no one's covering. Yeah, no one was there. And then so by the time he went back to first. Then, yeah. then he like, starts to chase the guy and then throws it back to first. Yeah. But through, through all this, um, it's not manager Hyde's fault because he's given bad players, right? Isn't that the, yeah. the story we're going with? Manager Hyde, no matter what the players do, manager Hyde is, is fine. He's doing a good job. He just has bad players. That's the story we're sticking with, I believe, in terms of manager I, Hyde. You, you can't put this on the manager, no. Right. Yeah. I think it's okay, more, fine. It's not Hyde's doing a fine job. It's nobody cares what Hyde does. No. Yeah. It doesn't matter if Hyde does good or bad. We've got horrible players. And uh, Matt Kremitzer, who writes for Press Box now, wrote an article at the beginning of the week talking about the fact that isn't it strange that there's all this development in the minors with pitching and we haven't seen a single bullpen arm improve for the Orioles? And I really think that just is telling that they don't care what goes on on the majors. Like the the guys on these on the twenty five man, they don't care anything about them, and they're just letting them like get through those games. I could see that. I mean, uh, you know, how many of those guys are part of the future plan? Not many, right. if any. None of them. <laughs> so yeah, I Hunter I could Harvey, see that. Who just got caught up, and that's about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I was excited to see that. I not to change the subject, but I was reminded that I got his autograph that day on uh, Section three three six day at the bay. I'm like, that's my boy. Hunter Harvey, got, let's make it happen. You got two of his autographs. Yeah, yeah. One technically belongs to my son, so uh, he'll get it eventually. <laughs> yeah, yeah. With Hunter Harvey, I have really mixed feelings about Hunter Harvey. On the one hand, he looked really good, got a strikeout. I think he hit 100 miles per hour in his relief appearance. I think it was two strikeouts. Two strikeouts. And he also, like, this is, has been a, his first healthy year in, like, professional baseball, like, ever. That he's been healthy the entire year. And so all that's great news. With that said, I couldn't help but think about he was supposed to be one of our best starters. And it's looking like, oh, he could potentially be a nice setup guy. <laughs> and so I, and I don't know what the future plan is for Hunter Harvey. Like maybe they'll try next year to convert him back to a starter. That, but yeah. it's a little well, they, disappointing that this top prospect arm that was supposed to be a great starter – is now looked upon, I think, by a lot of people as could be a good reliever, which is fine, nice. We need good relievers. Goodness knows Orioles needs good relievers. And his stuff looked great when he, in, in his opening appearance. But I can't help but think about, you know, the need for starters, and Hunter Harvey was supposed to be that guy. No, I think you're wrong there. I think he, I think he is still on track to be a starter, but they okay. keep, they've been keeping him on an innings count this year. And I think that is where they moved him to the pen to work the inning count better. I would I would have been shocked if they brought him up and his major league debut was to start a major league baseball game. It it doesn't surprise me that he's up here just pitching a few innings out of the right. bullpen here and here and there. That that seems to be the status quo for you know a young starter coming out. But but even before this, 
when he was at Norfolk, he was moved to to the bullpen, oh. and, and maybe it was just to manage innings. I like that's possible, but I think he's done so well in the bullpen spot that I do wonder if they're going to keep him in the bullpen. But maybe you're right, Josh. Maybe next year he'll be moved back to starter. Just something to watch. Sure. I'd assume so. He, it'd be a waste of an arm in the bullpen. Well, I don't know about that. I mean, would you call it moving Zach Britton from starter to the bullpen yeah, a waste of an exactly. arm? Uh, Zach Britton got moved to the bullpen because he couldn't pitch more than one inning with that arm. Right, and maybe that's Hunter, Hunter Harvey's situation. No, no, they've been outspoken. They've said multiple times that Hunter Harvey is under an inning uh, watch. Okay. So okay. I'm sure that he's going to be um, back in start and roll in February. Okay. Um, and, but, 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 but to your previous point, and it was great to see Hunter Harvey because that was like one of the first like real prospects we've seen in the majors, right? Hunter sure. Harvey. I mean, if you want to call DJ Stewart a prospect, maybe. But though, talk about DJ Stewart has had a really embarrassing year. I feel like for the Orioles, poor guy. I feel bad for him. Um, but but Hunter Harvey, I think, is the name that most fans know, and so it's good to see him make an appearance, and it's good to see him not just make an appearance, but a successful debut in the majors. So that that was really encouraging to see for Hunter Harvey. Yeah, I was I was uh, reminded. I I had assumed he had. Uh, some major league experience last year because he did get brought up. Yes, but he just sat in the bullpen and looked handsome. Yeah, so it was weird. <laughs> so it was like he was recalled to the Orioles, but he also made his debut the right. second he threw his first pitch. So yeah, it was a little bit of a weird situation. Um, well, but Buck, Buck Showalter likes to just have good arms sit in the bullpen. Yeah, he likes to not use his best arms right, in, exactly. in key situations. Exactly. <laughs> um, but to your previous point about the start in pitching and not developing. I do agree with you that Aaron Brooks, Eshelman, like these are not guys that have any future. Like there's no even point in trying to develop them. Like they have no future here. They're literally just warm bodies to get you through this kind of rebuild. Um, So I think that's true. But I think Matt Kremenzer's point about the bullpen is really true. Like I thought – like my guy was was Tanner Scott. I thought Tanner Scott at this point in the season would be your closer. Like I thought that was the jump he was going to make. We would trade Mag- uh, Mag- uh, Michael Gibbons, and he would become our starter. I mean, our closer, um, a dominant left-hander who can throw 100 miles per hour. But T- Tanner Scott's velocity has gone down a little bit. Um, he's had a good year at Norfolk, but he has not made that next step to really pitching successfully in the majors. And maybe to Josh's point again, maybe they're saying Tanner Scott, you're, you're throwing one at, Nor- at, Nor- at Nor- Norfolk. We don't care about the majors, so let's just refine you at Norfolk and not call you up, even if you're almost I ready. Because think- Tanner Scott's the kind of guy that I thought would take the next step this year right. in the majors, and it just hasn't happened. But I maybe think that's, that's get- the Orioles being slow with him. I think I think you've got to get to Hunter Harvey level. To get called up, you have, there's two extremes. You got to be on the extremes to get called up by the Orioles. You got to either suck so bad that there's, you're not part of the future, or be too old. Then we'll bring you up like uh, Ty Block as just an arm. Yeah. Or you've got to be so good like Hunter Harvey in the minors that you really need a more of a challenge. And I think that's what happened with Hunter Harvey is they brought him up to he needed more of a challenge and, and in fairness to tanner scott how many save situations has there really been in the last three months 
<laughs> well, I mean, that's true. But even just even not as a closer, just to become a good reliever sure. for the Orioles. And Josh, uh, Hunter Harvey has not been great at the minors. I think it was more a situation of Hunter Harvey's been in the minors forever. <laughs> so here is us throwing Hunter Harvey a bone because he's just been down there forever. Um, and he's getting older. Um, but but even other guys like Michael Castro, Miguel Castro, I'm sorry, M- Miguel Castro, um, maybe people thought moving Mike Wright to, to the pen or David Hess to, to the pen could be like a Tommy Hunter situation. Right? We made a lot of those comparisons between Mike Wright and, and Tommy Hunter. None of that has worked out. Miguel Castro hasn't worked out. Jimmy Yacobonis hasn't worked out. Um, it seems like I thought the bullpen had a potential to be a strength might be too strong of a word, but I thought our bullpen could be okay as everything else was kind of a crap show. But it turns right. out our bullpen has been one of the weaknesses in what is a very bad team. And so that's been a little bit surprising how bad our bullpen's been because um, we seem to every year be able to churn out decent bullpen arms. Um, but this year, the bullpen arms, they just they haven't developed. They haven't been, been good. Um, so that's, a, that's an interesting thing to note because I think at the beginning of the year, if you would ask, okay, we know this is a bad team. What would be the best part of this team? I think you would say, oh, well, you know, may, maybe with Michael Givens and these young players like Tanner Scott, Miguel Castro has great stuff. Maybe if you move a couple starters to the bullpen like Mike Wright, the, the bullpen could be a strength, but just it hasn't worked out that way this year. That's a good point. I agree. Yeah, I, I would have thought the same thing at the beginning of the year. If there were any many bright spots, it might be the bullpen, but it hasn't turned out that way. And to be honest, I it doesn't phase me at all <laughs> right right because Bert for you a bad bullpen means a better chance at the top top draft pick absolutely and, and, I, and I, I'm really getting excited about this pennant race between us and Detroit <laughs> I'm gonna be aren't, watching aren't the within, standings every morning right yeah. aren't we within a half game right now there yeah something like that well I tell you what guys September 13th September 14th September 15th September 16th Mark your calendars for a four-game series at Detroit. Oh, man. September four, 13th, 14th, 15th, and 16th. What happens in that series? Could determine. I can't wait to see who we're starting that series. I will watch, I will watch <laughs> every game of that series. <laughs> I can't I wait hope. to see like who can throw out a worse starter. Let's go. That is right. my playoffs. <laughs> I, guarantee, I guarantee in those four games, somehow John Means will not find his way into the yeah. starting rotation. <laughs> right. You think Stevie Wilkerson can get his first start? <laughs> Yeah, so that, that's going to be fun. Yeah, that's something to look forward to. Uh, but there's... Until then, it's Kansas City, Tampa Bay, the Nationals, Kansas City, Tampa Bay, Texas. It's going to be ugly. Well, I mean, Tampa, Kansas City is not, is, not, is not a very good team. That concerns me. You're playing them twice. We could win a couple of those games. Yeah, we got six games against Kansas City, so it's we crazy. could win some of them. I know. It's crazy that um, the Tigers play in kind of a worse division. And yet, you know, they, they still have more losses. Well, they are. Have you watched them play? They are definitely worse than the Orioles. Yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah, they're bad. Well, we can <laughs> tell, tell that to Sports Illustrated, but we can get to that story later in the show. Yeesh. Uh, but there, there is good news with Birdland. Right, Bert? Uh, yeah, yeah. There's some exciting stuff going on. It's, just, got it's a, not at Camden uh, Yards. That's right. You got an opportunity this weekend to to see a bright spot of the Orioles organization. Bert, you want to talk to us about it? Yeah, I mean, uh, it it should be well known to our listeners that uh, I've been aboard the Adley Rushman train since draft night. 
I was very excited with the number one overall pick. I can't wait to do it again next year. But for now, I'm a mark for uh, Adley Rushman. So I said, uh, I'm going to go up to Aberdeen. It's less than 30 minutes from my house, just a little bit up north 95. And uh, check out Adley Rushman, play for the Aberdeen Ironbirds. And uh, that's, a, that's a facility up in Aberdeen that you guys haven't been to before, right? No. Have you been there before? It looks It's supposed to be really nice as far as minor league ballparks go. I've just never been up there. Yeah, it's super cool. I mean, it's very comparable to Bay Sox Stadium and the Key Stadium, but it's newer, so it's a little bit nicer. Um, it's very much modeled after Camden Yards, the seat seating and the fonts on the signs and everything like that. Uh, right, they've, they've got like a fake warehouse and stuff. They right? do. It's a, actually a Marriott Hotel right in um it's actually left field instead of right field but it looks exactly like a miniature camden yards warehouse um so who screwed up and put it on the wrong side <laughs> yeah i don't know that yeah it seems if like you're gonna uh, go through all that effort at least get it in the right location it and right beyond the outfield fences are all of the little league fields for the ripkin baseball organization now those, little league those are the ones runs. that look those are the ones that are supposed to look like fenway and wrigley and stuff right um, none that I saw to, to me, they just look okay. like regular little league fields, but I mean, they were nicer little league fields than I ever played on, you know, dugouts and home run fences and stuff like that. Uh, the grounds were kept real nice. Um, no, I wouldn't call unless I missed something. I didn't see a miniature Fenway or a miniature Wrigley or anything like that. There's one over there. Is it? Yeah. You know, well, maybe I just wasn't paying attention, but I didn't see it. Um, but Aberdeen does. I'm it sorry. Right. I, I thought you went to go see Adley Rushman, or did yeah. you go see check out Little League Fields? Is that is that why, why you I, went there? No, no, no. I went to see our boy, number one <laughs> draft pick out of uh, Oregon State, Adley Rushman, and he wasn't catching that night. This would have been uh, Saturday evening. Um, he was DHing, batting second. Okay. Um, and uh, he looked good. I mean, I didn't get to see anything defensively, but uh, he got four plate appearances. Three out of the four, he took. Counts up to full count. He ended up going one to four, one for four with a single, but a couple hard hit balls, a very hard hit ball to center field that almost went over the left the center fielder's head. Uh, but the the guy made a pretty good catch. Um, but uh, I mean that was the thing. You know, everybody in the ballpark was uh, was excited. There was a there was a hush in the crowd when Rushman came mm. up to bat um, every other inning or so. Was and, it a good uh, crowd? It was a good crowd. Yeah. And, uh, you know, like our experience at Bowie, or I'm sure you've seen it at Delmarva, um, it's, it's a super friendly crowd. They, mm. they keep people involved. They keep the kids involved. They had a bunch of promotional stuff going on in between innings. Um, so a uh, couple things they were doing. Are you familiar with the Masked Singer on Fox? Yes. Yeah, I've, I've watched it, yes. Yeah, so, there was some. Antonio, there was Antonio some, Brown was on. Antonio Brown, yeah, that, that's the only way I know it because the Antonio Brown jokes. So they're yeah. doing uh, a series of masked singers uh, at the Aberdeen Ironbirds Ripken Stadium up there. That's a great idea. But but isn't the whole point like it's supposed to be like celebrities behind yes. the masks? It's local celebrities. <laughs> All right, so they got local celebrities. Do they unveil them yes. at the stadium? Oh, All yeah. right. So they had a guy there in a giant costume of a, an ear of corn, and you couldn't see his face. He was like a corn mascot. And uh, like minor league baseball, they gave some clues in between innings. And then at one point he got up on the dugout and sang. Oh, I can't remember what it was. Uh, uh, 
one of the uh, patriotic songs, America the Beautiful or something like that. Oh, This Land is Your Land. That's what it was. Okay. This Land is Your Land. And then uh, at the end, they unveiled the masked singer, the famous local celebrity. Marty Bass? No. <laughs> Very similar. Uh, are you familiar with the guy who reports on Fox News in the mornings on the traffic from his car? I believe his name's Jimmy the Traffic Guy or something. No, I, I, I have no idea. I have no guy. idea who you're talking so, about. Not on Fox, like on Fox, like Channel 45 Yes, news, local Fox News. Local but. Fox. This guy drives around in his car, has a camera hooked up in his car, and reports the traffic while he's out driving in the traffic. Okay. He actually no, I don't watch Fox. He actually has a pretty uh, uh, popular video that went viral a few years ago because they went to him in the middle of a snowstorm and he was in the middle of a McDonald's drive-thru. And he's telling the people <laughs> it, uh, it, back at the studio, hold on a second. And he places his order live on the air. <laughs> <laughs> so look that up. That was him. He was the masked singer that night in Ironbird. So when it wasn't Adley Rushman I was watching, I was watching the masked singer, uh, Jimmy the Traffic Guy, or whatever his name well, is. Jimmy the Traffic Guy is a little step down than Marty Bass, <laughs> but I get where you're going. I knew who whenever, he was. <laughs> whenever it's local, whenever it's local celebrities, it's always the local newscasters. Yes, yeah. I was, I've half expecting it to be uh, Marty Bass or, um, oh, now they're all Don, Don whatever or Don Scott. Yeah, Don Scott and uh, Sally yeah. Thorner. Uh, yeah, Denise Coke. Are these people right, still around? Yeah. Yeah, all the guys, right. You can tell we watched CBS for our snow reports. Al Sanders. Oh, Kai died. Jackson. Wasn't yeah, he one Kai, of them? There you go, Kai, Kai Jackson. Jackson. Thank you. I'm glad to contribute. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I don't watch any local news. I, the only ones I can remember are from the late 90s, so if they're still around, good on them. <laughs> um, anything else about Aberdeen, though? Uh, hey, hey, can I ask you a question about yeah. uh, Adley Rushman? Yeah, totally. So I know, like, people said this, and I'm comparing him to Manny Machado because I think that's the most appropriate comparison for the Orioles recently um, is Adley Rushman and to be compared with Manny Machado. And I remember going through, and I don't recall if I ever watched Manny play in the minors. I don't, I don't know if I ever did. But I recall everyone who's, who, because I listened to, you know, what everyone said about Manny Machado, and everyone who watched him play said, oh, my gosh, like, you can tell. Even when he was at Bowie at, at play, playing at, at, at 20 years old against these, the, the, these older kids, like you could tell this guy's just better right. than everybody else. Yeah. Could you just look at Adley Rushman and did he like stand out? Like could you pick him out of a crowd and say, oh, that guy's a little bit bigger or that guy kind of carries himself different? Did he have like a different look to him, if that makes sense? Yeah, yeah. I can speak to that. Um, he definitely looked a little bigger than a couple of the other guys. And that's interesting because he's probably a little bit younger than most of those guys. Um, yes, he had the look of a more polished uh, ball player, I guess. You know, I guess you could say that just with the, his, the way he carried himself, yeah. like you said. Um, I, I, was a, I was pretty bummed when I found out he wouldn't at least be catching or maybe even playing first base. I wanted to see some defense. Um, and, and even in the, in the ninth inning, I, uh, or no, eighth inning, Bottom of the eighth, whatever it was, whenever his last at bat was, mm-hmm. and you knew it was late in the game, and that was going to be his last at bat. I think the stadium pretty much cleared out after that. <laughs> you know, right. saw what right. they came here, saw his four at bats. Um, the the Ironbirds end up winning the game like eight to two or something. They dominated the Vermont Lake Monsters. Um, but uh, oh, one one thing about him on his third at bat, he struck out looking, um, and it was it was a full count at bat. 
Did y'all yell Chris Davis? Fourth, sorry, fourth at bat. Um, no, but he had some words for the umpire. Um, oh really? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, I like that. Yeah, he he was a little heated um, with the umpire on that called strike three, um, and it, to the point where like he was still talking on his way back to the, the dugout, and the umpire standing there like staring him down as he walks back. Um, you know. Take that for what it's worth, but right, um, right. Did, the, guy, did no, the guy's a catcher. He, he, he knows the strike zone. Did no one tell him that he's playing in below single A? Like no one cares. <laughs> <laughs> I care. Uh, I wanted to see some dingers. <laughs> right, that team might as well be renamed the Aberdeen Adley Rushmans. It's the only reason people are going there. Yeah, I, uh, is to see him. I bought a pack, a, a pretty thick pack of the Ironbirds baseball cards. It, there's tons of names in here. But Adley Rushman is at the top of the pack, and and for that reason, I paid ten dollars for it. Which doesn't even make sense because he wasn't on the team in the in the beginning of the season. Whenever you go and buy a bunch of baseball cards of like Orioles, they don't have the Oriole that the that they picked up in June. No, like they definitely went and printed a bunch more Adley Rushman cards and slid them in those packs. Oh, definitely. To make sure. They're making their money off Adley Rushman. Hey, what is it, is, it is worked the, for me. <laughs> is the pack of cards just like the whole roster of Aberdeen? Is that how yes, that works? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But it must be like every single guy that passed through Aberdeen this year. Because like I oh, said, it's big thick. Pack. It's a lot of cards in that pack. And it, it was sealed shut. But you could see the Adley Rushman card was at the top. So I'm right. like, well, I'll buy this. Right. And I look through the rest of the pack, and I don't think I recognize a single name of anybody. Right. right. Um, so, someone opened them all up and re-shrink wrapped them with Adley Rushman on the top. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. But, again, it worked. Uh, I bought them. And then uh, they have also in the team store stacks and stacks of you can still buy the 2015 Ironbirds team set of cards. I'm like, oh, there, there might be some guys right. in there, but... <laughs> how about Ad, how about Adley Rushman jerseys and I, t-shirts? Uh, Much of that going on? I saw quite a bit people wearing them, but I didn't see any in the team store. I, but, you know, I, I didn't spend a whole time investigating the store. But, yes, there were a few Rushman jerseys. He's wearing number 35 up there. Um, and their season's almost over. I think they only have one more homestand, and it's like right. the middle of the week, Tuesday to Thursday. Um, and then that's it for them. Um yeah, because isn't there talk that they might move Adley to Delmarva for the playoffs? Yeah, I don't know. You hear um, anything like that? I, heard. I don't know. Delmarva is going to the playoffs. They just had um, Grayson Rodriguez today was was touring Camden Yards, I guess, and out there signing autographs. And I know they it, it, people were concerned because his last start he started three innings. He only pitched three, three innings in the last start. Well, the reason he only pitched three innings is because they're saving Grayson Rodriguez in those innings for the playoffs because they want him. But the Delmarva yeah. Shorebirds are setting records for the most wins. Um, in their franchise history, so they're having a great year. So it would be fun to see him get promoted to Delmarva. Um, I don't know if I haven't heard anything. I mean, they they could decide he played college baseball, right, and then move right into Aberdeen. They could yeah. say you're done, and then get him involved in the fall league late later, or they could, I guess, add him for the playoff. I don't know how those rules work, right? Like baseball, have pretty strict rules. Like if you're not in the roster on the roster September first, you can't be on the playoff team. Um, I don't know if the if my, the minor leagues have rules like that or not, as far as when you can add guys. How would you feel if you were a Delmarva Shorebirds player, busting your butt, making hmm. it to the playoffs, and then they bring in Grayson Rodriguez and Adley Rushman at the end? I say <laughs> get get used to it, buddy. Because that's your that's kind of the deal. Yeah, right. Big I, prospects, yeah. you, you right. Uh, uh, get priority. But I want to make a point, Bert, to 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 him striking out um, in in his at bat. I think this is a good point that. 
I think we lose sight of sometimes. I was when I was driving down here to the Outer Banks. I was listening to the Norfolk Tides game, and Keegan Aiken was pitching, and he gave up his first run because the catcher they did like a double steal, and the catcher threw to second, and the guy and the shortstop uh, Jack Ronheimer or something could have tagged the guy out at second, and that would have been the third out. But I guess he forgot, and he just caught the ball and threw it back home, and the guy was safe at home, and so the run scored. And so Keegan Aiken shows that he has one earned run in the inning when really it was completely bogus way the guy scored and he should have been out of the inning if the guy just would have tagged him at second. But you don't see that in the kind of line score. I would imagine in, in single A, like we complain about the umps in the majors. I would imagine the Aberdeen Ironbirds don't get the best umpires in the world sometimes. Sure. And so in the stat book, we'll just see, oh, we struck out. Right, but what you don't see, well, maybe the ball was two feet outside, and he really should have been ball four, and he should have walked to first base. Right. Um, but all you see is, is the strikeout. So I think sometimes stats, especially the minors, can be deceiving. I think that's a good example of how you can't always rely on the stats. Sure, and it was good to see him. I mean, I, I mentioned three out of his four at bats, he took the count to full. You know, he's he's not overly aggressive. He's not uh, hacking away. Uh, you know, he, he's taking his time. He's seeing his pitches. Uh, so, you know, I, I saw that as a good thing. Oh, it's, only, it's only one game, but still. Yeah, but, it, but, it, but it is a really good and important thing because one of the discerning factors between a good major leaguer and someone who never makes it is batting eye, right? It's all about a batting eye. Can yeah. you judge a ball from a strike? Like really basic things. And if you, if you can do that, if you can judge a ball from the strikes, you'll swing at more strikes. You'll make better contact. You'll become a better baseball player. Um, I know it's one of the things that Ryan Mountcastle was working on down there at AAA is having a more discerning eye because he swings too much and he, um, his on-base percentage is very low because he swings so much. Um, so I think it's a really good sign that he has already, right, just starting out in professional baseball, he already has, because that's hard to teach, I feel like, uh, knowing a ball from a strike and being able to, to discern those pitches. And so it's good to see early signs. And even when he was struggling at the beginning of the year, because his, I remember his batting average was like 150. But his own base was still like 300. So he's still, from the time he got here, he had a good bat and eye and was able to tell a ball from a strike. Um, so that's, yeah, it's good stuff. It's a good sign. It's small sample size, but it's, it's, it's good stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so but, nothing to say, Bert. So there, there's no evidence to say that Adley Rushman's a bust at this point. No, not at this point. I liked what I saw. <laughs> I, what, he went one for four, but I liked what I saw, yeah. Uh, and when he got that single, the next guy, uh, Toby Welk, who I never heard of, uh, killed a, a home run to left field, driving him in. So uh, he also had a run on his uh, stat line. Um, one last thing happened there that I wanted to talk about. It I I was tweeting about it in some photos. Um, oh yeah, I saw this photo. So our, <laughs> our our seats were behind home plate, a little bit to the first base side. We were behind the net. Okay, um, let's talk about do, do, do the netting con- uh, extend past the dugout or no? It stopped at the end of the dugout, but it kind of like triangled down. So, you know, it was much lower at the far end of the dugout. I and see. It got higher and higher as you approached home plate from there. Can I just right, say so you, can, you can still get hit in the face with a foul ball. It, yeah, you but say. you'd have to be beyond the dugout. Can I just say the okay. Damarva Shorebirds are the only Milik Stadium that don't have the extended netting. Just yeah, FYI. Look at, where, look at where they're located. Oh, you think it's because Eastern people don't like the Eastern Shore? I'm saying you get hit by if an Eastern Shore person gets hit by a ball, nothing changes. They actually get smarter. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are jerks. Sorry, Bert. Shut up, Bert. Go ahead and tell your story, Bert. You guys are jerks. So uh, you know when you were a kid, you ever do this where you're like outside your house, 
and you throw a ball up on the roof and you wait for it to roll down and you catch it. I do right. that all the time still. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, the people sitting next to us in our seats, we were in section 201, and the guys, a couple of older gentlemen sitting around us who were obviously local, obviously go to a lot of Ironbirds games. They were very informative, very talkative, friendly guys. Foul ball gets hit over our head up over the roof. And the guy next to me says, those balls roll back in here all the time. And I said, I bet they do. And then it felt like an eternity. It felt like at least <laughs> at least 30 seconds must have passed. And then uh, I look up over my right shoulder. And next thing I know, the ball is like passing my line of vision, past my ear. Goes right down in between my legs. Hits my can of beer, which was a full can of beer. <laughs> smashes the can. Beer flies everywhere. The ball goes rolling off. And uh, I was flabbergasted because I thought the ball surely went over the roof and into the parking lot. There's no chance it lingered up there on the uh, shingles for 30 seconds and then decided to roll back down. Like into my lap, pretty much. I was very fortunate that it didn't hit my son who was sitting right next to me. My wife would have killed me if he got clocked in the head with a foul ball. Um, unfortunately, that didn't hit me because it, it crushed my beer can, so I don't even want to know what it would have done to my head. I know. That's crazy. I saw the, I saw the picture, and it did crush. You're right. It crushed the beer can. Yeah. That's off a ricochet off the roof? It that rolled. must become with some velocity. Yeah, it was Jeez. a roll, a rolling off the roof. It didn't hit <laughs> off of it. It wasn't any ricochet. It was just a... a, 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 a just a roll and a drop. Yeah gravitational I, drop <laughs> you guys you guys are leaning way too much on this whole roof and gravity i'm pretty sure someone was trying to take out the zany burt roadie <laughs> uh and i think i have a couple ideas of who that might be because i ran into some uh some uh, uh competitor podcasters <laughs> at the show at the ball game um but just to wrap that up real quick the the guy sitting the fur rows in front of us actually got the foul ball and gave it to uh gave it to my son uh so that was nice. Like I said, the Aberdeen fans up there were super friendly. They uh, they knew I was pretty much only there to see Adley Rushman, and uh, and so we got the ball. I got <laughs> the crushed beer can. There was only to see Adley Rushman. True, but these guys go. You they go to every game before we even drafted Rushman. I'm sure. So, All right. um, and we got the uh, one of the Ironbirds mascots to autograph the ball. So Ripcord, shout out to Ripcord. Oh, the, nice. Uh, one of the Ironbirds mascots. They actually have two, but we only got one autograph. Um, Ripcord is the other Ken Cord. <laughs> Ripcord and um, oh Ferris, Forrest, Harris, something like that. Um, so uh, and and the other thing, the uh, what one of the um, attendants at Ripken Stadium immediately came up. I assumed he was there to like make sure we were okay or to maybe give me a, a new beer. And no, he he came and took a picture of the beer can himself. And said, this has got to go on the Ironbirds Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> Which it never did. I, I kept checking the Ironbirds Instagram looking for my crushed beer can. And it, it never showed up. So he maybe was just taking that picture for his own collection. And then he got me a cup to pour whatever was left of my beer, my crushed beer, into a cup to drink from. Because I couldn't drink out of the spout anymore with, without slicing my lip open, probably. Uh, they probably took that picture back, and they said, we can't post that. People are going to make us put nets up. No, but then one of the older guys sitting next to me went to get a, a pretzel or something, and he came back, and he goes, you know that attendant's up there showing that picture to all his friends up there. 
<laughs> I'm like, man, I'm providing entertainment for these guys that can't even offer me like an, a free replacement beer. <laughs> All right, you should have went up and gave them some uh, business cards and said, here, check out this podcast and tell everyone about that, well, not yeah. about my beer can. I was wearing one of my 336 shirts. Uh, they, the replacement cup they gave me was has this awesome Cal Ripken caricature on it, which I was I love them. They're all over the place up there. So uh, huge props to Ironbirds for their beer cups. They're great. Keep them coming. And I did. I, I mentioned I ran into uh, Scott Magnus from the Bird's Eye View. He said, uh, "Oh, I saw you over there in the Section Three Three Six shirt, and uh, knew." And it, I just missed you with the baseball. And knew it had to be one of you guys. My response was like, obviously, because nobody would wear a Section 336 <laughs> shirt unless they were the host of the shirt, uh, host of that's, the show. That's not true. That's, that's <laughs> fake news. That's actually there's, not, a, that's, there's a lot of 336 shirts go, that, that are out there that aren't owned by us. <laughs> hey, uh, in fact, someone this week was getting ready for Raven season and went on our website and purchased a purple 336 shirt. Oh, no kidding. So take that, Scott Magnus. Yeah. And, uh, and and I, without Scott, too, uh, another fellow named Bob came up and introduced himself, said he listened to the show. And he must be a Hi, really listener. He knew Josh moved to Florida. He knew I missed a few weeks while I was in Florida. So, uh, yeah, shout out to Bob. Thanks for listening. And I always like running into people who listen to this show, either at Ironbirds or at Camden Yards, because it uh, at least solidifies that some people are listening to this. <laughs> I, I want to make fun of you for trying to roll past that you missed a few weeks. But then... This year was a whole lot better with your summer schedule and 336 than previous years. True, true. And, I mean, it's not like I've missed a whole lot, if I'm being honest. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's true. Uh, but, Bert, I'm glad you did the, the scouting at Aberdeen. I haven't been down there yet. And I don't it's know if I have time cool. to go there. Yeah, Yeah, like I said, their season's just about over. But uh, yeah. but it, it's it's I would do it again even without uh, Russian being there. I'd been there a few years ago. Many, actually quite a few years ago, um, right when the facility opened. But it, it's a great facility, great for Aberdeen. If you live in the Baltimore County, Harford County area, I uh, recommend checking it out. It's a lot of fun. And reasonably priced. Everything there, you know, nothing's outrageous. And you're right. That cow caricature that's on your cup is pretty awesome. Like, they need to be sticking that on everything. The Orioles should be doing that with their players. It's like it's better than like when the Orioles did like emojis last year or the year before. It's just a cool caricature. Yeah, I almost wanted to keep the cup, but I mean it was it's plastic, it's trash, and I figured I can get another one next time I go. Right, it wasn't like souvenir like souvenir cup. No, material. but but everybody gets one. You order a draft beer, you're getting a Cal Ripken cup, whether you want to keep it or not. That's cool. All right, can I get some other baseball stuff? Sure. Um, some guy this week had three home runs in one baseball game. Do you know who that is? Mike Ustremski. Yes. <laughs> Guys, I have, I have right. good news and I have bad news, all right? The good news... We developed him. Mike Ustremski now would be, like, one of our best players. Superstar. Uh, yes. Right now for the Giants, he's batting 276. He has 16 home runs, including three in one game. If you look at this year, his minor league numbers plus his major league numbers, he has 30 home runs this year. Um, and he's an outfielder that would be one of our best players. Um, can you imagine Trey Mancini, Santander, Mike Yaskremski? That's a great outfield, um, but but we don't have him because we traded him. The good news is that we traded him for um, a pitcher named Tyler Erb. So it's not like we got nothing back in return. The problem is Tyler Erb has had an ERA over seven at Norfolk before he was demoted to Bowie, where he has an ERA of five, and he's also. 28 years old 
So he's not a prospect at all. So pretty much we gave him Mike Shkremski away for nothing. And Mike Shkremski now is having um, a really – a good year is not even covering it. He's having a great year. He has a two-war, um, and so he is um, – he, he would be, you know, a top three player for the Orioles. And now he's killing it for the Giants. Um, it's also worth noting that I don't want to bash Mike Elias. Everyone loves Mike Elias. And Elias we trust – um, what was it? Walk with Elias. We're all uh, about that. This was, this was one of Elias's first moves is to get rid of Mike Yaskremski. Um, guys, thoughts on Mike Yaskremski having a huge year? Is this just bad luck or is this something about uh, Mike Elias, something about the Orioles? What's with Mike Yaskremski having combined 30 home runs this year between AAA and the majors? I don't know what it is, but I feel like Yaskremski got a fair shake in our organization. He's been around forever, right? About he was with uh, he, we drafted him when he was twenty two, and he's been with us till the age of twenty eight, so six yeah. years. Yeah. I've I've been hearing his name, and we saw him in Sarasota back when we used to go to Sarasota. Uh, I, I mean, who knew? I can't really blame Elias. The guy just wasn't putting up the numbers here, and he wasn't cutting it. So you trade him, and then he goes to San Francisco, and it becomes phenomenal. You know, I don't know I don't know how to explain it, but you can't. You can't take too much out of it, otherwise we wouldn't have traded him if he wasn't trade bait. He I mean, wasn't, last, he wasn't cutting it here. Last year in Norfolk, he batted two sixty five with nine home runs, um, seventy five strikeouts in ninety four games. So yeah, he, so where did he get the steroids? Yeah, well, I mean, this is more argument, I guess, for the juice ball, right? Yeah. Oh, true, true. Yeah, maybe. But still, not everyone's hitting thirty home runs in a single season. Um, it just goes to show that. I don't know. Like, I don't know how to explain Mike Yastrzemski. And maybe, like, I'm curious to see, is this like a one-hit wonder? Or is this able to go to next year? But, I mean, we've seen similar things with John Means. Like, John Means could have been a guy that was traded for a bag of chips in the spring training. Like, it could have been John Means. Right. It just happened to be John Means stayed, and he's having a really good year. So, sometimes the stuff, it's it, baseball is weird. And, and for all the amount with sabermetrics, uh, and trying to quantify things. Sometimes just players bloom late. And uh, Mike Yastrzemski, like, I'm really happy for him because he's a guy that was in the in the minors for six years before he got a shot at the majors. And now he's playing the best baseball of his career, and it just happens to be for a major league team that is kind of in the playoff hunt. So, well, but he's not, having, he's not having that great of a season. He had that three-home run night. But right before that, like, he was told that he wasn't going to make the trip with the team and they were going to probably send him back down the trip away, and then they happened to decide to keep him up. And, and, and when did – I mean, you got to sometimes wait and see how it plays out too. I mean, we were all pissy when uh, Kevin Galsman got hot in Atlanta. And, uh, you know, now what? You know, see how it plays. If he stays this hot for the next two and a half years, all right. But he's hot in a year that doesn't matter to us. It doesn't matter. I don't, the Giants are still three and a half out of the wild card for the National League with plenty of teams ahead of them. Um, so, I mean, you can still say they're, they're in a playoff hut and he may be contributing, but I don't know. It's annoying, but I'm not crying in my pillow over it. All right. Sure. I mean, um, what, he's batting like the high mid-200s. He's got a 276 276, bat yeah, sure. Yeah. Okay. A two a two point war. That's impressive. I mean, we, I don't think we have anyone on the team with a two war currently. No, we, we do. Um, first in war is VR. Second in war is the person who nerds hate, but he keeps on 
Hitten, and that's Hanser Alberto. I love Hanser Alberto. With 2.1. I don't know why people don't like him, but people don't like him. They poo-poo. The ba- it's because it's nerds hate batting average. And the fact that he's crushing batting average, ner- ner- nerds are all about like run, cr- way to create a plus or whatever. And so they poo-poo and, the batting average. But he would be tied. Uh, he's, he's down to a 2-0 war. Yeah. Mike Eskremski and uh, Trey Mancini would be tied with a 2-0 war, um, according to baseball reference. Now, now you Strensky's have a, had a lot less at bats. He's only had like two hundred and seventy-five at bats. Right, because he's been in the minors for a while. So that's even more impressive. Right. No, it's less impressive. I disagree. Because the longer he plays, the higher his WAR will get. No, the longer he plays, he'll come back down to earth, and his WAR will lower down. Okay. Let's see. You keep that batting average up for a longer stretch. It's harder. All right. We'll see by the end of the year. That's all. That was always the excuse with Hanser Alberto is people would, would say, oh, well, he doesn't get as many at-bats. He doesn't play as much. That's what's helping him. Yeah, but that's not – I mean, at this point, no, he's at over 400 at-bats. Uh, yeah, 385. So I'm looking at 404, there? but whatever. That's, all right, I don't know. <laughs> but, yeah, either way. My Mike Stramski, we can all agree, he's having a good year. And we probably should have kept him. Wait, we can, can can we agree with that or no? You refuse to even agree with that. I don't think it matters because it doesn't matter how Mike Yusensky is doing this year. It matters how's Mike Yusensky doing next year or the year after. I don't care because this year the team sucks with or without Mike Yusensky. I I would have liked to have gotten more than a, a 700 ERA pitcher in exchange for him. How yeah. about that? Yeah. All right. Fine. Fine. Don't don't be upset about. It. I'm not really upset about it either. I just, I mean I'm happy for Mike Yastrzemski, and you're right. I don't know if this is long term or if this is a hot couple months for him. I guess we'll find out in the long term. There's they're celebrating him in San Francisco, and uh, so good for him. Yeah, yeah, good for him. Um, the other news story I want to get to that was kind of going around Twitter is: Did you guys see this? Um, it's got a little bit of controversy, or it's it it, it caused. A kind of there's a clear split in my followers on Twitter, at least, between people agreeing and disagreeing with what happened, and that's and I don't know anything really about this. There was a little league baseball game. I don't even know why it's televised. It's like the World Series going on. The little league World Series is that it's happening? Little, yeah, little yeah, little yeah, league yeah. World Series. Okay, well, yeah, they had the home run derby yesterday. Okay, well, someone hit a home run, a walk off home run, uh, in one of these little league World Series games, and the pitcher. Did you guys see this? The pitcher ran over and gave the hitter a high five with yeah. his glove yeah. as the guy was rounding the bases. Yeah. And so the question is, like, is this a coconut move that he could be so like comfortable in his skin and himself to congratulate a hitter who just hit a home run? Or is this a snowflake strawberry move where you just lost the game and you just threw a meatball that this guy crushed and now you're high fiving a guy who just beat you or is like this or third point is this just 12 year olds i mean really should mind our own business and not worry about 12 year olds uh guys where do you stand on the pitcher congratulating the hitter for a walk-off home run well i'll say that each of us were 12 at one point and we all probably played little league when we were 12 true and true have you ever seen anything like that ever happen ever no Never, not at any level, not at softball, not church league softball, no majors, no minors, no little league. That's never, ever happened. Even when, and there were times when I was hitting against pitchers who I was really good friends with. Sure. And even if I got a hit, I I, I didn't get home runs. Let's be honest here. But even if I got a base hit, 
like the picture would be and my friend would be really mad right and i would sure. and and i would be really happy and rub it in their face no one ever congratulate an, an opponent never congratulated me on a hit ever or, or after the game you you know you you always have to slap five after the game you can yes. be courteous and smile with each other yeah. you don't stop in the middle of the game stop him in his base path and give him a high five what's that say to the rest of your team yeah that you're happy right, you gave right. up a home run yeah right you might you might uh, just turn them over on first or second base if they got a nice hit and say nice hit, but you want to go over high five them. Um, Do you guys? Or, but isn't but the question? Yeah. As I I need I need more information. Did the pitcher and the, this guy know each other? I don't know. I just saw because, the video on Twitter because it could right. Because did he just put a nice meatball down down to help him out? Yeah. yeah unless <laughs> there's some fucking there. like egregious behind the scenes with it. Right. Uh huh. But is there part of you, like, there's part of me that thinks maybe this pitcher is just better than all of us, and, like, he is just above all this, and, like, he realizes this is just a game with a bunch of 12-year-olds playing Little League. It's okay to congratulate someone for a good hit. It's okay to be a good person, even when playing baseball. I want to think that it's good parents raising a a good son who realizes life is more important, and not that it's just some strawberry parents who have raised them this way. I want I want him to to understand the value and be uh, have know that there's purpose, not just like uh, do this so they don't see me cry. Yeah, I feel like there's a time and place, uh, and, and he can even be happy for him, even hug the guy, give him a high five, but don't do it in the middle of the game right after you gave it up. Don't do it. Uh, I wouldn't even be comfortable. I don't think it should happen uh, at your local Little League field, let alone this game's on national television. Come on. Come on. It, it, now, it's going too far with the inclusiveness and love everybody. Give me a break. <laughs> yeah. Now, um, I don't think we've talked about this, that the Orioles got selected or assigned or punished to play the Little League game uh, next year. Not against the Little Leaguers, because that wouldn't be fair. Yeah. We'd lose. But... Uh, <laughs> So they had that game this weekend, too, where it was the Cubs and the Pirates played it this year. And people were making a big deal about after that game, the Major League players all met up at home plate to give high fives like you do in a Little League game or a softball game. That was cute. And I I thought that was cute and cool. And I would love to see that after, like, a heated Game. <laughs> I don't need to see that in a real game, but it's fitting for what they were doing playing in Williamsport with a stadium that's filled with pretty much nothing but little leaguers. Uh, right. It's a niche thing. It's cool for that thing, but you can't expect that to happen every game in a major league level. I think it I mean, would I be feel- cool if they high fived after every single game. I, they I, all lined I, up and I, gave I high fives. Too. I'm with Josh. And, they do it in football, think- but there's only 16 games a year. It's 162 games in baseball. Give me a break. A lot of high fives. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> right. It's like, all right, come on. It's too much. I think it'd be fun to get the umpire in there as well, especially since I know we've been in some heated softball lines. I would love to see it in some major league uh, Red Sox-Yankees rivalry lines. Yeah, I agree. After a brawl. Uh, but I'll go, right. I'll go back to Bert's previous point, and I agree with him. If, some, if a 12-year-old gives up a walk-off home run, I, I would rather see tears than high fives. Amen. And, and I, yeah. I didn't say it before, but that's the only reason I have any interest in watching the Little League World Series is to see those kids cry. Because then right. you, you see the emotion and they can't keep it together and they pull their hat down real low over their face. Right. But you can tell they're crying. Right. Well, that's, <laughs> well, that's why even with the ESPN, I think, that came out and said we're not going to broadcast the Little League Home Run Derby. 
because little kids have emotions. <laughs> and it was something like that. And I, and I, they're worried about crybaby. I agree that crying is a bit like strawberry-ish. Like, dude, <laughs> you're yeah. crying. I don't recall ever crying over a baseball game. But I've never, I was never playing that high stakes type of game either. That was televised. Really. Sure, sure. Uh, that's got to, that's got to play into it when they're on television and they make like a boneheaded move. Yeah. I can understand crying. I would cry. Yeah, <laughs> I would much rather see that pitcher throw his glove down. <laughs> yeah, can you? Was there a time where you cried? I'm trying to think of a time I cried during a sporting event, like playing uh, in a sporting event. Playing in a sporting event? I, like, I bet I did. I don't remember any specific instances, but I, knowing myself as a child, I bet I did. No, we've all been angry during a, during a thing. I can't think of being sad. I bet I cried, too. I can't think of any specific example, but I'm sure I cried. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Maybe, maybe after you got tossed out of a game? I passed out playing in the uh, infield once and, and vomited <laughs> in the field once. Right. <laughs> And uh, I don't know, maybe a ball off the face will make you oh, cry. Oh, yeah, yeah. Injuries, is that allowable? Can you cry if you get hurt? Oh, yeah. I'm sure I that happened. I had a, we talked about it on the show before. I had a Chance Cisco situation. I used to call it a ooh, Caleb ooh, Joseph situation. Yeah. <laughs> now it's called a Chance Cisco situation. Hot off the press. Oh, I, I like this. What's your worst injury playing? Is that it? Yeah, I mean. Is it the bad bounce? I mean, I've gotten a bloody nose from an elbow that was pretty bad. That was gushing blood. But, no, there's nothing worse than getting a shot to the testicles. That was by right. far the worst injury. I think uh, I I feel like at least more than once, you know, I put my glove out to catch a ball and I just flat out miss and it hits me in the face. Oh, we call it a, <laughs> that's called a DJ Stewart. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I remember I had a bad collision covering first base, like running to first base, looking for the ball to come in at the same time the the base runners run into first base and having a little collision. Hey guys, have you checked out 336 Daily? Did you know that sometimes, in fact, pretty often, I've been recording it in my car while driving to different job sites? That's how easy Anchor is to make podcasts. With Anchor, you can record your podcast and edit your podcast and upload your podcast all in the Anchor app, and then it makes sure it goes out to iTunes and Spotify and wherever you need to put it. It, they take care of everything, distribution, they help you with advertising and getting in commercials. Check out the Anchor app. Go to the App Store and download the Anchor app for free or go to anchor.fm to check it out. Did you guys see the Sports Illustrated article about the Orioles? No. Uh, which one? The one about the uh, – because there's a, there's one that came out like last week and then these guy's working on another it's one. It's the same one. It's, a, using, it's the same article. He's he, just, he's just uh, cycling it through. Here's the headline. Uh, well, he's, he's using the Orioles as an example for why you shouldn't be able to tank. Yeah, the, the, the title is MLB should threaten tanking teams with relegation. And then he goes on to say how the Orioles just crushes the Orioles. And then at the end he says, oh, yeah, and the Tigers are bad too. <laughs> Even though the Tigers have a worse record. But that's yeah. okay. But he's saying all of these teams, and I do mean all these teams. Like he doesn't just say the Orioles. Like he says – the Tigers, the Marlins, and then he says, quote, a half dozen other teams in addition to the Tigers and Orioles and Marlins. So that's a half dozen, six, plus three, nine. According to this article from Sports Illustrated by John Taylor, nine teams should have to go to AAA and no longer be in the majors. So that would give a 21-team major league kind of league, and then the nine teams including the Orioles would go to AAA. Do you guys like this idea? Is this a good, great, or awesome idea? Awful. It, it's a stupid. It's a stupid. It's clickbait. He might as well write about the Orioles moving to Nashville. Yeah, this is Sports Illustrated, though. 
What's Sports Illustrated doing with this nonsense? And where was this article four years ago, five years ago, when uh, you know the Orioles were competitive, but other teams were tanking? Uh, yeah, when the Astros were trash. Yeah, yeah it's weird because the Orioles have been good recently too. It's not like the Orioles have been terrible for ten years. Yeah, where they're, was they're this article uh, from ninety-seven or ninety-eight to uh, two thousand eleven? We were th- awful for fifteen straight years. Yeah, I know, and it's it's Give articles like it's articles like this. And, like, John Heyman, every time he opens his laptop, is just a, a, a reason to bash the Orioles. I tweeted out, I said, uh, I, I, in my tweet, I said I was concerned that the Orioles fans were, going to, were not going to be able to handle this rebuild and keep it a proper perspective. But it turns out Orioles fans are okay with it. It's the national media that is losing their collective minds with the breakdown, with the Orioles going through this rebuild. The national media is, like, flipping out. Which is weird to me. I guess because there's a mid-market team, and when a big-market team does it, like the Cubs or Houston, everyone's okay with it. It's smart baseball. It's Astro Ball. It's smart. But when a small-market team it's, like Baltimore does it, it's ostracized. No, and, it's, and, and, and by the way, and Josh, I'll let you get to it. By the way, that tweet I just read got 80 retweets and 496 likes. I'll just throw that out there, too. Thank you very much. Josh, go ahead. No, it's it's the fact that the Orioles. If, I mean, national media loves to bash the Orioles and Peter Angelos, and we're seeing a whole lot of that this year. But it's it's a crap headline grabbing, clickbaity article. And he, the guy, I heard the guy on Glenn Clark Radio last week, and he's like, "Oh well, the Orioles just had a bad week, so it was easy to use them as the example. That's why I used them." And it's like. No, he used it because it's the Orioles, and people love to hate on the Orioles. It's yeah. weird. They do. I don't really understand it. <laughs> like, they they could have moved the Orioles to a AAA franchise anywhere in that 15-year range where they were garbage. Yeah. Um, and to be honest, I I don't know how much it would have phased me. But then you, you come back here, and you got 2012, 13, 14, 2014, where we won the American League East by September 3rd or whatever it was. Yes. You know, things have a process of working their way out. And screw the national media. They let them think whatever they want. If they want to change anything, get robot umpires and shorten the season. And I'll get behind that. But other than that, leave my team alone. <laughs> well said, Bert. Well, uh, yeah, but Bert makes an interesting point with all this crap talk about the Orioles suck. They shouldn't be allowed to do this. Uh, they And the stories about the Orioles are going to move because of seasons like this. Where was everyone during those 14 years? It was a lot uglier than this. Well, and it's and it's and it, there's, there's no hope. There's yeah, exactly. There was no hope back then. I I was completely checked out for what ended up being almost half my life, and uh, and here we are. And and if we are not competitive to win the American League East within the next four or five years, I might check out again. But I don't think that's going to happen. I think we're going to be competitive in the next four or five years. So I'm staying yes. tuned. Right, and, and anyone with half a brain could see what the Orioles are doing, investing in their minor leagues, yes. getting all the saber metric. Like, yes. we're, clearly, this is like this is the definition not of tanking. This is the definition of rebuilding our franchise, yes. and this should be good. And this should be, and people should celebrate this because the the way to end tanking is to get mid market teams to be well run so they can win. That's the way to end tanking is to have them develop players and and trade well and draft well like we're trying to do or this will really end tanking permanently not sense to the minors have us be well run by a competent general manager and that's where we're headed people should be celebrating what the orders are doing because it means we'll be good and competent for a long time to come just put up with the next three years this is going to be the third or, straight year with houston in the american league championship series it how'd that happen it didn't happen overnight yep 
Or go the opposite direction. Don't talk about tanking. Talk about baseball and maybe making it more competitive. Bring in this salary cap discussion and things that have worked in the NFL where you can go in from year to year with different teams kind of changing who's at top. Yeah, that's the, I mean, I mean that's, what, that's what I don't think. I, I, that's what I don't, don't like. Like There are other really so- solutions as opposed to sending all the teams to the minors. It doesn't make sense at all on any level. Right. And also, like, with the Orioles specifically, if you want to write about the Orioles, there's so many cool things happening that you just totally miss it when you just dismiss it as, as oh, we, we lost 20-3. to 3. Like, you're missing all that's happening with this team that we talk about well, on, our, on, on a weekly basis. Right. That's why people should be listening to us and don't ignore the national media because the national media they, – They don't get it. Even the fact that the Orioles – like farm systems went up they're like oh well that's just whatever they didn't really go up they didn't improve that yeah much. this is they jumped to, they jumped way up in the ranking people should be writing articles about this how does a team jump so much in one season where they didn't make any trades how does that happen right. exactly <laughs> that that's that's, an article. that's what they should be looking at I, I, uh, go ahead yeah well i had a, if you're ready to move on i got i had one more story i wanted to discuss. okay fine i just wanted to highlight again that i got 80 retweets and 49 496 likes on that one tweet, which is further further evidence for me that I have no idea how Twitter works because that was I thought was kind of a stupid tweet, and I've yeah. tweeted a lot better stuff. And I got I got that tweet blew up. I got 22 likes on my crushed beer can tweet. That's the most yes. I've ever had. Yes, I think your <laughs> crushed beer can is a better tweet than my tweet was. It deserves there more likes, but I had approximately 474 more likes than than than, than you did. You want to play a game? Let's come up with a tweet for each of us. All three of us tweet it now. Who gets the most retweets? <laughs> and it's just got to be just straight clickbait. Yeah. Uh, Chris Davis should get an extension. Something oh, like that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> One, someone's got to cover Chris Davis. Someone's got to cover the Orioles moving. And someone has to cover um, the, the Orioles I being, being um, I don't know, sent to the minors. That's already been done. Right, right, right. Or, or trash the Angelos family or, or something about Elias. Yeah. All right, what's your yeah. last story, Josh? Okay. Yeah. Uh, Aaron Boone. Did you see Aaron Boone's comments after they had a, uh, a rough Oh, pass? no, but that reminds me of a snowflake Brett Gardner. I want to get to Strawberry of the Week. Anyway, go ahead. Right, well, well, let's get to that. Yeah. After this game, Aaron Boone was – he had to – he ended up going with the whole position player. Yes. Which we've said we enjoy the position sure. player. Sure. Love it. So he thinks that the Major League Baseball should implement a mercy rule. And it's kind of set up where, like, if your team is at the point that you're getting blown out so much that you're going to put in a position player, you can instead just say, mercy rule, we give up. And shut the game down just like you're playing RBI baseball and they've got 10 runs up on you. Right. Do you guys like this idea? Well, it should certainly be more than 10, though, because we've seen crazier things happen. But and that's, right, 20 that's to 3, it ain't happening. <laughs> <laughs> right, we've been down that path. But then that's my that's my take on the whole thing is like the beauty of baseball is that there's no time limit that in theory you have the opportunity and chance to score 23 runs in the ninth if you can keep away from the three outs. Yeah, I think it's a terrible idea on three respects. One, I think it's strawberry. If you can't get the other team out, shame on you. You should have to sit out there for hours and try to get the other team out. Um, my, my point no, number two is what we mentioned it. One of the best things about a blowout is you get to see position player pitch. I mean, we would never see Stevie Wilkerson throw 40 miles per hour. We would miss out on that. So I, I, I wanted to, to, to stay the same, um, for that reason. And my third reason talking about my first two, I forgot what my third reason was. So maybe <laughs> better come back to me. Uh, he said, 
well, he said you would probably eliminate a lot of unwritten rules, people running or swinging. At it'd be like if you get to this point after seven innings or whatever, there might be something uh, to that, oh. and that's worth exploring. Okay, thank you. And my, and, and my third reason was: is there also some baseball strategy here, right? Like when you blow out a team. You have a chance if you're playing like a three-game series and you blow them out game one or game two, you can totally like destroy their bullpen sure. for the next couple games yes. of that series, which is also a bonus. Yeah. Well, I just look forward to the day the Yankees come back to Camden Yards and we blow them out like 25 to 2. And I can be – I will personally walk down to the dugout and be like, Aaron Boone, hey, you want to quit? You want to quit? Can, <laughs> can, you, can you handle two more innings of this? That's what I'm going to do. Yeah, it's, it's, it's good for trash talk. The New York Post covered him, and they were their their only response was none of that, that none of the baseball sense that makes sense. Their only thing was obviously this wouldn't work out because advertisers pay for nine innings. Like that, there's so many more reasons than TV, <laughs> but that's the biggest reason: cha-ching, cash money. Yeah, it's all about the money. All about the Benjamins. Yeah, man, and the beer sales and all that. Yeah, but you mentioned the Yankees, and I want to mention this real quick: Strawberry of the Week. Brett Gardner, you guys see what Brett Gardner does now? Yeah. Like, it's this thing where he takes the bat and, like, hits the, the ceiling of the dugout. Yeah. And yesterday he was tossed, and he was tossed, in the ump- and he wasn't even, like, I forget, I think it was Maven or something. Someone was arguing a ball strike call. And Gardner was not even involved in it, but he was just in the dugout, <laughs> going with his bat up yeah. against the dugout, and he was tossed for it. And it reminded me of, I have a two-year-old son. Who he's starting to do this? He does this every now and then, not not much, but occasionally. When he doesn't get his way, he'll like just you can't reason with him. He'll just like start throwing stuff. Yeah. Like he'll just take his car and like chuck it. I'm like, what are you doing, Silas? And they'll take something else and just chuck it. <laughs> he starts throwing things, and it reminded me of Brett Gardner. Brett Gardner, but but you know what? If I talk to my son, I can calm him down. Brett Gardner cannot be calmed down, which leads me to a tweet that was better than my tweet that got all those retweets. My two-year-old son is more mature than Brett Gardner. That's that's <laughs> Brett Gardner, huge strawberry. He's pulling a, I mean, I don't know, call it maybe like a David Ortiz, but he's, he's putting a bat against against the dugout. And I saw, I saw, I don't know if you guys saw this. There's like video of what the dugout looks like, the Yankee dugout, <laughs> like all yeah. indents, a bunch of uh, everywhere. How do you explain Brett Gardner just getting upset, unable to control himself? That he takes a bat to the roof of the dugout it's bizarre well i think he's been doing this for a while now okay um, i've just started I've seen, to notice that i've seen videos of him doing that at least for the past few weeks um if not he's, longer he's and, like a two-year-old well and i think he's thought he found a loophole where he can uh show his disgust with what the umpires <laughs> are doing without actually verbalizing it yeah. so the umpire can surely hear that pounding Coming yeah. from about thirty feet away from him, right. but he can't throw out Gardner because Gardner's not cursing him out. He's not but saying anything. Yeah, we all know what that pounding means. That's fu yeah. fu every hit. Yeah, I, yeah. I think what he needs to do now is when he's pissed, he just needs to hang out the dugout, yell to the fans above him to start banging on the dugout. The guy sitting in row, well, behind, just get the crowd going to really just annoy with umpires. I think the the umpires were probably told you got to wrap that up. Wrap it up, and the only way to wrap it up was to throw them out. And now that's become the rallying call for the Yankees team is every base hit they get, they're doing this little arm motion like they're pounding their yes. own dugout. Yeah, Good for them. Right, they're they're going right, to lose it, it to the like. Astros in the, world, in the American League Championship. I hope Brett Gardner gets thrown out of every game he does that. I, <laughs> I hope the second he does that, they toss him every single time. Yeah. 
But again, that, you gotta pose the question: What's next? But it, it's interesting. You can't hit two helmets we, together. <laughs> right? How we talked about how like the national media gets behind Hayton on the Orioles. The national media is praising him and like weighing his corner for this. I've read multiple articles about like you strike Aaron, uh, you strike. Gardner down, he only gets more powerful. <laughs> you do this, it only builds the the Yankees up. Yeah, I I don't necessarily have a problem with it. He he found a loophole. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it's childish. I hate it. I, I like players playing with passion, and I like it. Unless you're I a like, Yankee. I like it. It, we all liked when David Ortiz got pissed and broke up the phone booth. We like when a pissed. Did we like that? Goes and, I like the right word. Is like the word I mean, you're looking for there? I think if it, we don't, we like to hate David Ortiz because of it. We like when uh, Chris Davis will go back and and take a bat uh, across his knee. We like when guys take bats to the Gatorade container. We like it when our players players go after our managers because they're so fired up. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I would even argue. I think the umpire is the more of the strawberry for throwing him out over it. If you just ignore it, it would go away. Bert, right? I would agree with you in any other scenario if he wasn't a Yankee. <laughs> True. True. That's a that's a fair point. If it was the Milwaukee Brewers doing it, I would be would, all about it. We would be all about it. Absolutely. And yeah. and even if it was a different Yankees player, because Brett Gardner is a bit of a douche as it is. He is the bald head. Really, is obnoxious. <laughs> right. Right. All right. Ready to get out of here? Yeah. Let's do it. Check out Screwball on Netflix about the biogenesis oh, I, steroids. I scandal. started. I started it. I like the little kids. It's very. It's hilarious. I laughed out loud many times. All right. Hey, coconuts. Watch it this week. Next week on the show, we'll talk about it. All right. But you have to watch it first because I don't want to do any spoilers nonsense. Yeah. So watch it first on Netflix. Right. Screwball. And then next week we'll talk about it. Sounds good. Did you watch the family yet? That's what I just finished on that. No, that's conspiracy nonsense. I don't mess with that. Uh, uh, no. little, uh, I started I know, I, it, but it couldn't pull me in. There's, I got inside there's too much. There's too much inside stuff that I've heard in the past that I also came up in this in this movie. inside baseball. Yeah, and I, and I know some people too. And I, I talked to someone yeah. who's close to the situation, who's also watched the film, and he says it's a bunch of conspiratorial nonsense. And I don't want to make anyone upset, so I'm going to stick with conspiratorial nonsense in the family. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, just watch the first episode, and you're like. Oh, I've heard that, and that, and that, and that, and that. Okay, yeah, I made that assumption, too. Okay. It's, it's a lot of, yeah. It's like when, uh, uh, what's that guy in his name from uh, the House of Cards, when he got in trouble? Like, oh, we everyone already knew that, but okay. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> oh, yeah, I, I've talked to a midshipman or two before. That's been yeah. going on for years. <laughs> yeah. Right, same thing with this documentary. Yeah. All right, boys and girls, so we'll break down the family and screwball. This is going to be just like a movie review show next week. We'll just break it all down. Hey, baseball season. Hey, we've done a really good job talking Orioles through this season. If we have to talk a movie once in a while, uh, we'll be okay. Yeah, and we'll get to some more Ravens talk next week. We didn't get to some Ravens this week. That's all right. We'll get into it next week. Week one's coming up soon. Yeah. All right, boys and girls, uh, go ahead and write us a review on iTunes. Subscribe. Tell a friend. Follow us on Twitter. Like and retweet all my uh, hilarious tweets. You can follow me on Twitter at Section336. You can follow Bert on Twitter. At Bert Rohde. And you can follow Josh on Twitter. At Josh Soroka. Thanks for listening, boys and girls. And as always, go Orioles. This week at Macy's, find Valentine's Day gifts for all your loves, like fragrance gift sets they'll adore. Plus, take an extra 15% off with your coupon or Macy's card. On top of beautiful jewelry finds, now 35 to 70% off. And 25% off decadent chocolate from Godiva. 
Macy's Star Rewards members earn on every purchase except gift card services and fees. More at Macy's.com slash Star Rewards. Savings off sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply. With one of the best savings rates in America, banking with Capital One is the easiest decision in the history of decisions. Even easier than choosing Slash to be in your band. Next up for lead guitar. You're in. Cool. <laughs> yep, even easier than that. And with no fees or minimums on checking and savings accounts, is it even a decision? That's banking reimagined. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com slash bank for details. Capital One and a member FDIC.